Yo, 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 welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Let's get it. Welcome to the Train Em Up podcast. Train Em Up exists to equip young parents in discipling their children, helping them to be intentional, encourage imitation, and give instruction. My name is Joshua Chapman, and I am here with my gorgeous gem, my good thing, Stephanie Chapman. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hello, hello. How hey, are you doing baby. tonight? I am tired once again. <laughs> I'm stressed because it's the NBA playoffs, oh, and my. I'm really excited at the same time. Go <laughs> okay. Golden State Warriors. Well, How thank are you, you doing, for baby? giving up your time right now to talk about the church. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, you probably already know from the title, but we're talking about the church. Yes. And its role in family discipleship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Being a pastor yourself, you are passionate about the church. This is true. <laughs> Being a member, I am too. Uh, I'm also a member as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyways, um, we are excited to talk about the role of the church mm-hmm. in family discipleship. And so, yeah. babe, as yeah, we just get into it right away. Um, what is the church? Really good question. And so this answer can be given in two different ways, right. you know, because you have the universal church. Yeah. And then you have the local church. All right, let's hear it. Break it down. <laughs> okay. And so the universal church, I would say, um, people, male and female across time and space, who've trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation, mm. um, his new covenant people. Yeah. You know, like Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 16, after Peter makes the confession that he is the Christ, the Son of God, um, Jesus says that you know, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Yeah. Um, and so Jesus is committed to building his church. Um, he does this and it's happened. It's been going on. Um, and even you think about like Hebrews chapter 12, um, you know, verses 22 to 24, it talks about this heavenly assembly mm. um, that the saints, they have, um, the saints in Hebrew saying, you have come to Mount Zion, you know, the city of the living God. He says to myriads of angels, a festive gathering to the assembly of the firstborn whose names have been written in heaven. Mm. Um, and so you have the universal church and then you also have the local church, yeah. which is a localized, um, visible expression of the universal church. Um, and so one has to believe in Jesus in order to be a part of the church. Yeah. They have to publicly identify with him through the ordinance of baptism. And so the local church is a gathering of publicly professing Christians mm. who are committed to one another or covenanted together to oversee one another's discipleship. That's good. Um, and so, yeah, like as people repent and believe, they're added to the church. You think about Acts chapter 2. Verse 47, the Lord added to their number those who are being saved, mm-hmm. those who confessed Christ. That's good. Um, and so even we think about the Greek word, um, the Greek word is assembly. Okay. <laughs> Ecclesia. Um, mm-hmm. It's a gathering of the saints. That's good. Yeah. And as the universal church, we can't all gather together right now. It's mm-hmm. physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we have these local gatherings. That's yeah, good. localized expressions. That's helpful. And so, you know, we've given this biblical defense for the local church um, in particular, since that's the, the aspect of the church that we're going to be talking about today. Yes. Uh, we also want to give a biblical defense for membership. Um, why we, as Christian parents, 
should be members of the local church. Come uh, on, come on. I will. (laughs) God's people are a communal people. Mm, When God saves us by his grace, he not only unites us to Christ, but also to all fellow believers who are in Christ. Mm, mm. And we see this, you know, as Paul, or as well, not just Paul, but oftentimes Paul, maybe just Paul. I don't know now. (laughs) I'm confusing myself. But, But there are metaphors used in scripture describing the church as a family, mm-hmm. as a building, mm-hmm. um, as a body with different parts. Yeah. And so yeah. we see that as we profess faith in Christ, we are joined together by all other believers yeah. who have faith in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when you think about, you know, the new Testament epistles, most of them were written to congregations, yeah. you know, like Romans, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians yeah. to the church in yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah. yeah. To the church, mm-hmm. this localized mm-hmm. yeah, visible expression of the heavenly assembly in that city. Um, they're gathering together, uh, who those who have professed faith in Christ. Yeah. And so we just want to explain this first because we're talking about the role of the church. So we want to define what the church is and then mm-hmm. really help give this push for why we as Christians should be a part of a local church. Yeah. Um, and so now assuming that we're all on the same page there, you know, as we've set out to discuss family discipleship on this podcast, we really do believe it's crucial to talk about this role um, that mm-hmm. the local church plays in our intentional efforts to disciple our children. Okay. And okay. so we're going to do this by bringing back in those three eyes that mm. we have talked about. And it's in our tagline, um, that intentionality, yep. imitation and instruction. Yeah. And so babe, why don't you kick yeah. us off first with how does the local church help us be intentional in mm. our discipling of our children? Yeah. Well, um, man, the Lord gives church leaders as we See in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven and twelve, he is given, you know, the apostles, the prophets, the um, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so the local church helps us to think intentionally about how Christ's lordship impacts all areas of our lives, and that includes parenting. That's so good. Um, and so prayerfully, through the church leaders and the faithful preaching of the word, prayerfully as we sit under the preached word, um, and we're in discipling relationships, preferably we progress in sanctification or we grow in Christ-like character and it should be exuded in our parenting That's good. Um, to where we're more patient, we're more gracious, we're more loving, we're more gentle with our tone and mm-hmm. our words, yeah. uh, more prayerful, more intentional in talking to our children about Jesus, you know, living out Deuteronomy 6. It's through the preached words we're constantly reminded you know, that we should be making disciples and we should be talking about the Lord yeah. and stuff like that. And so probably, you know, through the preach where we're more equipped for the work of ministry within, even within our own home. Yeah, that's so good. Um, Absolutely. So good. And, you know, as we get into the next I, imitation. Well, part of discipling our children well is by putting forth an example for them to imitate, as we've mm. talked about before. Yeah, yeah. And if the Lord were to save our children, that example for them to follow would be um, as a the example of being a Christ follower. I am a little You're more. good, baby. Babe, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Here Come. we go. I'm going to try this again. Come on, try that again. All right. So imitation. Part of discipling our children well is by putting forth an example for them to imitate. 
That example being a Christ-like follower who is deeply committed to the weekly gathering mm. and the building up of the family of faith. Yes. Um, and so that is an example we want to put before our children. You know, and as we do that, prayerfully, they will witness our love for one another um, within the body, both yeah. inside the gathering and outside of the gathering. Mm, yeah. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, we want to be a committed follower um, and committed to the weekly gathering and show our children that prioritization. Yeah. You know, and part of doing this, we pray that over the years, you know, of 18 years of them coming with us to church. Yeah, yeah witnessing that. Yes, witnessing it, being a part of that. We want our children, um, as they leave our home, Lord willing, that if he saves them, that they would be equipped by our example to know how to look for a healthy church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they would then, on their own as an adult, be committed to a local gathering wherever they end up. Amen. Um, and so, yeah, just putting yeah. that example before them to imitate. And, and praying that the Lord would do that. Absolutely. You 100%. know, 100%. Like really praying for that. And the third I um, is instruction. You know, um, parents are commanded to instruct and disciple their children. Well, as we are as talked about, as we're intentionally sitting under the preached word, mm-hmm. um, as that is hitting our heart, man, one of the things we can do is have some of those conversations with our children. Yeah. You know, as we're instructed, we can go and instruct our kids in light of what we have learned. Yes. You we know teach what, I'm what we are being taught. Yeah, being a conduit. Yeah. You know, passing on to them what we just learned yeah. um, in the corporate gathering and through discipling relationships. That's so good. And so now we're going to take that idea of instruction and we're going to parse this out a little more now mm-hmm. on what partnership um, from the local church and us as parents can look like. We're going to look at two different ways. One, children's ministry. And two, children sitting in service with us. (laughs) I see what you did there. You know, I would call it alliteration with the two C's, but it's the same word. This is true. (laughs) So I don't know if it counts. (laughs) Well, I mean, in my book, it counts. I'll be doing that sometimes. (laughs) Yes. So first, we're going to talk about how the church partners with parents through children's ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, this prayerfully looks like your children's ministry at your church, if you have one, being Mm -hmm. gospel-centered in its content that is being taught to the children. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, our children are now hearing the gospel through another avenue. Yes, on that, that, it's so important for the content to be gospel-centered. It's so easy for it to be just moralistic, Mm. you know. And so, and, and, you know, morals are good and important, Mm. but moralistic teaching is not the same mm-hmm. as gospel-centered, faithful, clear content. Mm-hmm. No, it's so good. So good. And a, a really encouraging thing about children's ministry is that it's a way for our children to hear and learn sound doctrine in an elementary and engaging way. Mm, say and that again. Say that again. That's I so will. Good. I will say it again. <laughs> um, it is for a really great aspect of children's ministry is that sound doctrine is being taught to our children in an elementary and engaging way. Mm. I even just love hearing the kids sing songs that are, you know, set to Mary had a little lamb or yeah. happy birthday or whatever, you yeah. know, they're taking these little kid songs and putting sound doctrine to it, you mm. know, putting the gospel to it. And it's just, it's really encouraging things that I wouldn't think to do myself. The church is 
giving us that assist there. Yeah, yeah. And I think an important thing for us to point out here is that children's ministry does not usurp a parent's responsibility to disciple their children. Mm. And I think if you've been tracking with us long enough now in this season, you you know how important we think it is for us as parents to be the ones discipling our children. Facts. But children's ministry is a way for the church to be committed to coming alongside us in this work. Yes, yes. And so just to give an example, a way this partnership can look is, you know, the ministry hopefully provides us with some kind of resource as we pick our children up. Like a handout or something Yeah, like a handout or something that they did. That describes the lesson that they've gone over and stuff like that. But even if they don't, Parents, you know, we as parents can ask the teachers, the leaders, when we pick up our children, what was taught for the day? What was the lesson on? Mm -hmm. What was the song about? Um, And doing that for the purpose of being able to follow up with our children and have a brief conversation later about what they learned. Yeah. Um, And another, I think, really important thing is that for us as parents to always express gratitude to the teachers for the way they serve. Yeah. You know, it's a hard thing that they do. It Um, is. And And it's pretty thankless. Like, you know, to be real, like we just don't know how often they're actually being encouraged and Mm. told thank you for the ways that you serve. And so, man, we want to be their biggest cheerleaders, um, seeing that they are members of the church and they really are coming alongside us and discipling our children. And so may we be so diligent to express gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Because we know it ain't easy. And it, it can be exhausting. It and it is. It yes. is. And so definitely we want to be the type of parents who are expressing gratitude to these teachers and intentionally praying for them. Yeah. Um, and so that's how yeah. that partnership can look, you know, is this gospel-centered content being taught in an engaging way for our children and that they come alongside and help put resources, help put ideas in our hands mm-hmm. to then carry on that work in the home throughout the week. Yeah, they throw in the alley. They throw in the alley yeah, by dunk that. It. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so yeah, why don't you go ahead and talk about what it looks like for when children are in service with us as parents. Yeah. And so we know that not every church has children's ministry and a number of churches still have children. And praise <laughs> the Lord that they do. <laughs> yes. And the children are in the service. And so, you know, we can the way we go about it is we talk about it in um, in three three areas. You know, these are like sub points. Yeah. Um, um, preparing for the service, and then in the service, and then post service. Yeah. All right. And so in preparing pre-game, the game, and then the post game interview. Come on now, you got the P's and everything. <laughs> okay. Pre game. I wasn't doing it for alliteration. Well, not, not not the second P because it's actually doing in it the for game. Sports, you know, <laughs> trying to bring some sports in here. I'm tracking with you. Um, but yeah, so pregame. All right, pregame. Yep. So preparing for the service. We talked about this in our um, family worship episode as, you know, one of the things that we try to do um, is we would like to read the upcoming sermon text throughout the week. Mm-hmm. You know, that is what we're reading in our family worship time. And so um, if the church does something like that, they are really throwing you the alley-oop in that regard. So just reading the upcoming sermon texts, if you know the playlist uh, of songs, uh, the playlist for the upcoming songs on that Sunday, playing them mugs throughout the day in your crib, um, so that the the family, I mean, when I say crib, I'm talking about your house, okay? (laughs) I ain't talking about your baby crib. (laughs) 
got children on the brain. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Urban people. Dictionary, crib, you, you place. Mug, crib. <laughs> but yeah. And so plan the mugs in your crib. And just, that way you're familiarizing yourself, mm-hmm. but you're also helping them Be prepared as well. to engage. Be prepared yeah. to engage. And then spending time in prayer together. And, um, again, as your service probably have a number of prayers, you know, that helps the children be more equipped and be more prepared um, to be engaged before service. Um, yeah. And two things I want to just add real quick is one of our elders at our church, he mentioned with his children, and they're a little bit older than our children, mm-hmm. but by reading the sermon text ahead of time, he said it even can help him and his wife were telling us that it can help by them hearing maybe words that they don't understand that they as parents can explain those words that week before so that those words don't then distract them or throw them off in service, but they Mm. have a better understanding. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And another thing I was just thinking about through even just the idea of huddle time or family worship, I should say. Uh, Huddle time. (laughs) Well, right. (laughs) But but for family worship, is it really is helping prepare your children on how to sit still for a minute and mm. hear someone talk about God's word, Yeah, you know, or yeah. how to sit still and almost try to participate in praying, mm-hmm. you know? And so by doing these smaller versions, we can help equip them to be able to sit in the gathering. Yeah. And you wrote, I want to give a little plug. You wrote okay. an article um, on nine, nine marks, yeah. correct? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That just talks about this idea of how family worship can be an equipping mm-hmm. moment every day to help prepare our children for the yeah. gathering each week. It can be like the movie trailer yes. for the Yes, what gathering. is that article called? We can set a link to it. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but <laughs> okay. we would definitely put that deal in <laughs> the right. show notes. Yes, but I think it could be a helpful, yeah, just thing to draw what we're talking about here. And so, yes, yeah, so that is preparing for the service, and then we can talk about you know, when our children who are in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the things that we try to do is we try to provide like an actual um, sheet um, for them to help rem- help them remain engaged throughout the service. Um, the sheet is it's two sided. You know, it has like songs that we've sung to where they can like write a name of the song or um, the prayers that we pray to where it's like, what is something we praise God for? You know, or what's a sin that was confessed in the prayer of confession, mm-hmm. you know, or like um, like a member we prayed for or something like that in the pastoral prayer. And then it has the second side has, you know, dealing with the sermon to where it's like what book? that the preacher preached from and what was the big idea, you know, and, and point or, or takeaway or a phrase or something that's mm-hmm. confusing. Um, and so, yeah, like, so that if your kids are old enough, you mm-hmm. know, can read and stuff like that, that really helps them remain engaged mm-hmm. um, throughout the service and, and parents, we can use that and for we later. We can also put that in show notes as well. Yeah. 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 And then, um, and I know, some churches um, to where the pastor who's preaching, they address the children that are in the who are in the gathering. Mm. Um, you know, learned this from Brian Davis. Um, he always addresses the children. You know, we visited RCF. That's one of the things we saw. Man, we were um, blown away by it. <laughs> I was like, I was really blown away. It's like, man, even asked him about it, and just like, yeah, they're in the gathering. Mm-hmm. You know, and so why not? mention it why not address them because then they gonna perk up yeah you know um and even the the elder who 
mentioned, like, he was just like, man, it helps us so much when you guys um, address the children in the corporate gathering. And so thinking about a point in the sermon or something like that and, like, communicating, talking directly to them in their language in a way that they can understand, addressing them and letting them hear from you um, and even encouraging parents to follow up with the children yeah. about that particular point. Um, that's another assist yeah. in some ways. And so pastors being mindful that children are in the gathering mm-hmm. and speaking directly to them mm-hmm. to where encouraging them to go talk to their parents after the service, yeah. but then also encouraging parents to follow up with their children yeah. on that point. Um, it just really helps the ch- helps parents, you know, hit that windmill. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so helpful, right? Because sermons are longer and yeah, our children's, you know, attention span is not that long yeah. probably. And yeah. so by calling out the children in the middle of service can really help draw them back in mm-hmm. if their mind has wandered elsewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Normally when I've done it, I've seen parents like, you know, if their young kids yeah. are in the service. I've seen parents like tap the shoulder. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Kids stand up in the back yeah. and start looking. Like, what's he saying? Yeah. No, it's great. And parents, I think another thing in, in light of being in the service is maybe consider one or two things from the sermon that you can discuss with your children, kind of in in the same vein. We're talking about how pastors, it's good to think through maybe one or two things that you can, you know, draw the children into to think about, but also parents, what are one or two things that we can then try to bring up with our children later that was in the sermon? Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing is to pay attention as parents to our children. And if they perk up at all or, looks like they are really focused, maybe mark down in your notes. Mm. They were really listening about this point. Let me try to ask something from them Mm. later. Now the reality is at least kids our age, I don't know if they're, if they were to sit in there with us are listening to a single thing and don't be discouraged by that. Like we pray that over time they will start listening more. Um, But if they do, take note of that and try to draw it out from them later. Yeah. Even to the point you're saying like that's, those are some of the things that, you know, that elder and his wife yes. told us about. Right, because their kids are a little bit their older. Their kids are a little bit older, and they do have some of those conversations. And so, Lord willing, over time, mm-hmm. you'll be able to. Yeah. And then lastly, with the post-game interview that we will have <laughs> with our children. <laughs> so pers- post-service, we believe this is a prime time for conversations with Deion our children. Sanders, prime time. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> Um, we believe it's a, it's a really good time for us to be able to talk to our children either about the service mm-hmm. or about children's ministry or both. Maybe you have a Sunday school hour and then you have service. But, yeah. you know, this could, I think, ideally be done maybe over lunch. Mm. Or, you know, if you aren't going to be able to do that, maybe looking at the sheet really quick before you drive home so that on your drive home you can engage with your children there. Um, doing it more... So as quickly as possible, at least with kids our age, because you don't want them to forget. And we know young kids forget. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We forget. How much more do they? No, that's true. And so, yeah, as it's fresh on their minds, they might be more willing to engage. But the reminder is, you know, we know that they're young. And so we won't have long to be able to discuss this. Mm -hmm. Um, So want to take advantage of it as best we can in the you know, a few minutes after service. Absolutely. And with that, especially over lunch, like if the children's ministry gives you a resource, it's a prime time to 
pull that deal out and just begin to talk about the lesson, you know, Hey kids, what did you learn today? You know, what did you guys talk about? You know, who did you guys talk about? What character in the Bible? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also some of those resources provide like suggestions, um, for parents to do with their children every day. And again, that's another opportunity um, to disciple their kids. Yeah. You know, if your kids were in service, you can ask your kids, like, what was one of your favorite songs that we sung mm-hmm. and why, you know, or um, mention and discuss the sermon with them and particular mm-hmm. points of the sermon as you take note of, you know, ways that their interests were peaked or, mm-hmm. or something like that or something that the pastor said as he was addressing the children. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you just want to be intentional. Now, um, our kids are young. And man, if your kids are like our kids, the reality is the conversation may not go anywhere. And for us, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and well, that's every okay. Once in a while, every they once might in a while. Every remember while. the character's name or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so we do praise God for that. And it may not go anywhere. At the same time, what we're trying to do is establish a rhythm that in the long run, it's normal for us to talk about the service, mm-hmm. talk about the sermon, what did we learn, and, and questions that they may have, just all the stuff like that. And yeah. so trying to do it now, knowing, Lord willing, that it'll be a rhythm to where we can have more meatier conversations yeah. later. And Lord willing, those conversations will be will get longer as they get older. Yeah. No, um, that's so good. Absolutely. And... So yeah, so those two ideas of how the church helps us instruct our children mm-hmm. um, just through that weekly gathering. Yeah. And so as we finish up this episode, we just want to leave you with a few encouragements. The first one would be, and hopefully you've already kind of gathered this through this episode, but it would be to prioritize the church. Mm. Yeah, say that again. Baby. I know, Pastor. I know you say want that me to again. say this. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Say that again, yes. my love is we want to prioritize the church. Wow. Uh, we want to encourage you, if you aren't, to become a member of a local church mm-hmm. um, and to even go as far as to serve that that local body. Yes, yes. Um, by prioritizing the church, um, we, again, are setting that example before our children and we are receiving the instruction we need to be able to be better equipped to disciple our children. Amen. Also, by praying for the church. You know, this is one thing that we do in our family worship is on Tuesdays, we specifically strive to pray for our church body. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, well, and even on Saturdays, we try to pray for a ministry partner who's overseas. So kind of mm-hmm. getting at the universal church there a little bit, but yeah. by praying for the church, but then also daily, we're trying to pray for a member of the church mm-hmm. with by our name. children. Yeah. yeah. And so we just want to encourage prioritizing the church, you know, the weekly gathering and also just the body and how that impacts our prayers throughout the week. We want to encourage this commitment to the regular weekly gathering um, in a way that you are going and you are bringing your children with you. Yeah, we need that. Yes, we need it. God tells us we need it. (laughs) Don't forsake the assembly. You know, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Yes. And we want to encourage you to bring your children, even if they don't want to go, like as they are under your, your authority, under your leadership, um, in their younger years that they would know that we go to church as a family. And we do it because we love you. 
Yes. We love you. We care for your soul. Yeah, there's no better place to take you. Exactly. Um, and even when it talks about committing to the corporate gathering, what we would encourage is even on vacations, mm-hmm. you know, like if you, wherever you plan to go, if you're out there on a Sunday, look for faithful church and gather with them mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, because our soul needs it. Yeah. You know, if we're on vacation, we're not going to miss a meal. Why? Because our bodies need to eat, you know, and man, as we value our souls the same way scripture does, it's good for us to gather with the saints on the Lord's day, even while on vacation, because our soul needs it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And by doing this, we show our children how important it is to prioritize our souls. Even on vacation, we need the preached word. We want to gather with the saints, sing songs, even if it ain't the church that we're members of, like, man, we still need this. And they're still family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we are the family. family. (laughs) (laughs) Brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, And we certainly don't do this perfectly. No. At the same time. And we're not trying to bind a conscience as if, if you don't ever, you know, sometimes we got to travel that day or something. Yeah, but we do want to encourage it. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, when you think about this, maybe you're like, well, how am I supposed to know what churches are there? You know, this is where your pastors could be a really good help and resource for you because mm. um, they might be connected or know of other good churches in yeah. the area where you're going to be visiting. Yeah. Um, or even we have kind of a Google group email within our church body. You know, so if you have something like that, shooting an email out because maybe people, you know, have lived there before or have friends there and could, could even you some connect you in that way, which yeah. could be cool. Yeah. Um, but even, you know, by doing this, we're showing our children how important it is for us to prioritize being fed by preaching, mm-hmm. um, gathering with God's people, even on vacation. Yeah. And this is something that I was really discipled in growing mm. up by my parents. I just remember that anytime we would go out to Kansas city. We were always going, um, to a specific church whenever we would find our way out there. Um, we would also, I mean, I remember one time, uh, my parents and then me and my sisters, we went to Nashville for a weekend and my parents looked up a church and we found a church there and got to gather with them. And so, yeah, it's just really ingrained in my mind how often when we were traveling, uh, my parents took us somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, just really thankful for that. Mm -hmm. So, Another encouragement we would give is to speak well of the church. Um, We know that the church is imperfect, as we ourselves are. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, Jesus is sanctifying his people. You know, it's Philippians 1, 6 is true that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And that is true for all who are in Christ. And so the church is imperfect, and yet the church is growing more and more, being sanctified more into the likeness of Christ. And when we think about it, like as as man, real talk, you know, I don't like it if someone were to talk down on my bride. You know what I'm saying, baby? You my baby. You, you know? better not like it. <laughs> yeah, I, like it, it would really, oh my goodness. Um, don't even want to talk about the possibility, but just saying like, man, I can't get with that at all. Mm-hmm. Um and the reality is the church is Jesus' bride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I would be hot if I were to hear that someone is talking down on my children. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I and, know. And the reality <laughs> is the church is God's children yeah. in Christ. Yeah. 
you know, and so we want to speak well yeah. of the church as we ourselves are a part of it. That's good. You know, the reality is there are things that will discourage us about the church. Um, but even in those things, we want to speak with hope in regards to those things, yeah. knowing that God is sanctifying his people in one day. Yeah. The bride will be perfect. Or even Um, praying about those things that discourage us in front of our children. That they hear what we do with that discouragement. Yeah. yeah. Um, Also knowing like, man, the the ears are always, those ears are always listening. Always. Always listening. And so we want them to hear us speak well of Jesus's bride. Mm -hmm. Um, We want them to hear us speak well and speak hopeful Mm -hmm. of the things that discourage us. Yeah. um, And hoping that it would instruct them. Yeah, no, it's so good. Another encouragement we want to give is to explain what we do in the gathering to our children and why we do these things. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this a little before, but, you know, why do we sit under preaching every week? Why do we take the Lord's Supper? Um, Why do we sing? Why do we pray? Why do we read scripture? You know, all these different things. It could be helpful to really explain that take time to explain that to our children to ask them like mm-hmm. do you have questions about this what do yeah. you think why do you think we do these things um, but just get into conversations with them about oh, yeah. that i mean you think about the old testament you know the israelites were to anticipate some of those questions from their children mm. yeah that's you know? true and so like and god is like hey when they see this yeah, they go be ready ask, for these be ready, questions and you can tell them you <laughs> yeah. know and so what you're saying is even be proactive yeah in sharing the no that's good and then the last encouragement we have would be, this is more in the the weekly time, not the weekly mm-hmm. gathering, but just yeah. throughout the week. Not the to, corporate gathering, but yes. Yes, sorry, not the corporate gathering, but just to be hospitable and to be a part of discipleship um, mm-hmm. within your local church. And so that can look like hosting members as a family in your home yeah. and letting your children be around these other members. It's so good for our children to see that there are other adults and maybe even teenagers who follow and love Jesus too. Yes. That mommy and daddy aren't the only ones. Yes. And you know, this can even look like the the members who maybe are coming over for dinner or for a hangout that they join in on huddle time. Yeah. Family worship that maybe over dinner, we get to ask them their testimony and they get to share with our children how yes. the Lord saved them. And so really getting our children caught up in this web of having relationship with other members. Mm -hmm. And another way is, you know, to be an active member of your local church by discipling other members or by being discipled by others, uh, by attending Bible studies or, you know, serving in music or other things that maybe you're having to give some time to during the week. And so your children see you prioritizing those relationships within the local church. It just sets forth a really good example for our children to see. Amen. Amen. No, that's really good. And before we conclude this episode, wanted to give a plug for a dope resource. It's called The Church. And this um, just came out, right? Just came out. Just came out um 2022. Um it's written by Devon Provencher. I believe that's how you pronounce his name and it's illustrated um by Jessica Robin Provencher. I believe they're married. Um they are married. <laughs> you can see in the back of the book. Um but this mug is really do- it's really dope. It just really talks about the church. Um gets at what goes on in the corporate gathering, um like corporate worship. Now, full disclosure, the um the author He's a Baptist, and so when it comes to the subject of 
you know, baptism. He talks about believers baptism. He mentions the mode of immersion. Um, like we go under the water and at the same time, the book is really good. And it's just that it is simple and gives a clear description of all that takes place in the gathering, the means of grace. Mm -hmm. And what's also dope is um, the great ethnic representation in the pictures. My goodness. Getting at the universal church idea of just God is saving a people from every tribe, tongue and nation. Yes, yes, yes. And so I would highly recommend this resource. It's really great. Um, Mm -hmm. It's about the church. Yeah. And so, well, y'all. Thank you for rocking with us. Yeah. Um, you can help us out and hook us up by, you know, leaving a favorable comment, sharing it with others, giving a good rating. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. And you guys can follow us on our social, you know, Instagram, train them up 226. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Love y'all. I'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Grace and peace.